All right, everybody, welcome back to From the Suggestion Box, Navigating Feedback, The Good, The Bad, and The Same. Woo! Today, I am honored to have my next guest on our show. This is Ms. Paula Allen. Let me tell you a little bit about Paula. She's been working in the nonprofit. She's been working with nonprofits to educate the public and engage volunteers for 13 years and has been volunteering since she was a young Girl Scout. I was a Girl Scout too. Hey. Um, she is professionally driven to advance volunteer engagement, social justice work, and education. And she spends her free time volunteering as the VP of Programs and Advocacy for Alive, the Association of Leaders in Volunteer Engagement. With degrees in history and museum studies, education and certifications in volunteer administration and change management, Paula hopes to inspire everyone to volunteer and advocate for just causes. And just even after listening to all of that, I'm just like, I want to do everything. I mean, girl, you are amazing. Paula, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me to the show. I'm so glad you were here. I'm so glad you were here. Um, I met Paula through my involvement with Alive, and she's a phenomenal human being. And in just some of the conversations that we had, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to have you on the podcast. So we're going to dive right in. Paula, I'm going to let you decide where you want to go, but we're talking about feedback and, you know, getting the feedback that we can either help you grow, um, something that either you heard that was true but it was hard to hear, but it, but you needed to hear it, or just something that was just like so outrageous that just literally makes you go say what? Like, tell me, come on, give me some, give me some nuggets. Right. So because we've talked a lot about fueling this podcast for people who are starting out in this space and maybe aren't accustomed with some of the feedback they're getting, I'd love to start with some of those like, what are you even talking about moments? Yes. Um, yeah, so probably my favorite, what are you talking about moment was a couple years ago, working for my nonprofit in a historic house and I was cold. So I would color match my scarves to my outfits and usually they were colorful like my outfits, but one day it was all black and I was making myself a cup of tea in the kitchen because it was cold in the historic house. And one of the volunteers comes in like into the kitchen, which only has one exit. So she's blocking the exit of this tiny little room I'm in. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have a friend who's Muslim. What? I'm cold. And please don't say that to anybody else. Like, please don't presume based on someone's appearance, their religion, or that you should be commenting on just, no. <laughs> just stop. Wow. And... The scary thing was, is that I got that more than once that day. What? Uh, more than once. Because your scarf is black. I thought maybe before you were just cold because they were colorful scarves. But now that you're wearing an all black sweater and an all black headscarf, now I'm convinced you're Muslim. Wow. So. Wow. I'm speechless. I, like, I don't even know what to say to that. And then I told HR and they were like, oh, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my first defense is sarcasm. We're fine. I'm not worried about myself. Yeah. I'm worried about what they're going to say to other people. I'm going right. to worry about right. how other people are going to take that and what 
they're, they're going to feel welcomed or singled out for something about their appearance or their religion or whatever. Right. And what I really loved about that is because you spoke up, you advocated for so many people by speaking up in, in that way. You know, no, I am not. And you shouldn't automatically make that assumption. Um, you spoke up for so many people. You could have just let it slide and laughed it off and like, ha, ha, ha. But you didn't. And you were mindful and intentional about speaking up and advocating about <laughs> that. And I love that. That's the part about that story that I absolutely love, that you were able to use it as an educational moment. Thank you. <laughs> Man. That is beautiful. Okay, so that is definitely, you said you had a couple of those. Do you have another one you wanted to share? Yes, so this is the one that's like a running joke in my office. Um, volunteer came in, I was in my big office space with a bunch of other staff people, it was close to lunch, so there's lots of people around. Volunteer came in, came right over to me, literally stomped her feet, and to my face was like, Paula, <laughs> You are so cruel and heartless. And I was like, yep, that's me. What is going on? <laughs> what is your issue? How am I cruel and heartless? Oh my God. I who do everything in my life to make sure that this volunteer program is the best thing it can be. How am I being cruel and heartless to you, dear? <laughs> she stomped her feet again and she said, you won't give me an extra shift on a day that there isn't already a shift on a Tuesday morning. You just don't care at all about me. And I said, you know, I can't manufacture volunteer shifts where we don't need them, right? I need to be authentic and intentional about the volunteer shifts that we list. And if they're filled for the month, I suggest you sign up for next month when there's an opening that, that fits your needs and the needs of the organization. And she stomped her foot again. She said, but I want it. And this is a grown woman speaking to me, grown woman in public with a bunch of other staff people around. And I was just completely taken aback. But I also eventually said like, I can tell you're upset about this. When you're done being five, we can talk about it. We can talk about what works for you. I went there. I was like, you're not stomping your foot at me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Did that escalate? Did she get mad that you called, that you told her she was acting like a fiber? No, it didn't escalate. It actually snapped her out of her little tantrum. And she wow. went, wow, I would never. And then she kind of looked at the floor and was like, wait, I just stomped when I said never. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> And I was like, if you're upset, you know, you can go home. We can talk about it later. I'd be happy to make a meeting. You know, we can talk about it rationally. We can, I'm not at my computer right now. I'm at the lunch table. So, you know, if we were in my office, we could look at the schedule. We could talk calendaring. We could talk what you're interested in. And she was like, okay. And I was like, do you want to go back to your shift? Do you want to go home? It's up to you. Don't want you to be upset on the floor, you know? And she was like, no, I'm going to stay. I was like, okay. You know, so I, I managed to make it, you know, caring for her as a person, but also holding my personal boundaries. And now every single time someone sends like a nasty gram, the director of visitors. Nasty gram. Like, oh, I love it. You're and heartless. <laughs> every once in a while, someone will walk by my office and be like, how you doing? Cruel and heartless. Oh, nice. 
love it. <laughs> love it. Yes. And I'm so, like, yep, we're good. Yeah. So, okay, I love this, right? As, um, because if you are newer into the profession of volunteer management, these things are going to happen. And one of the reasons I wanted to do all this talking about it is so that you realize that you're in it alone and know you're not crazy and know it's not weird. It happens. You can almost expect it. But it's just a matter of yes. learning how to respond to it. And I loved yes. how you responded to that. And you were able to kind of eventually talk her off of the cliff and she came around and then everything was okay. But, you know, that initial, like the whole stomping of the foot, I would have been, you, you, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. What do I do with this? So just learning how to, to manage in that moment, I think is a very, mm -hmm. very vital tool. And, um, and just understanding, you know, sometimes we're just where people are coming from and knowing how to talk them down. That is, that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. So thank you for that. I think interview. it's, I think it's a combination of a lot of us in volunteer coordination are younger than the volunteers that we manage and engage. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of it's some of that power dynamic and what like the previous generation expects of us to do. Sometimes they expect us to do for them exactly what they ask and not what is in the limits we have to provide. Yeah. And some of it's a little bit like they can get too familiar with you and treat you a little bit more like they would like a daughter or granddaughter yes. instead of a professional. Yes. So we're supposed to be building relationships. That's our whole job as volunteer engagement, you know, coordinators, managers, whatever you want to call us. And I feel like you can get to a point where your volunteers treat you like a daughter or granddaughter instead of the professional you are. And they come at you with their demands and their like unfiltered remarks because they're starting to treat you like an extension of family, which on the one hand is good. And the other hand, you're like, oh, professional boundaries. Let's talk about those. Right. You know, I've got degrees, I've got certifications, I've got years in this nonprofit work. Um, I need you to come at me not with your petulant complaints and instead with your constructive criticism and your, you know, hopes and dreams that maybe I can match up with something properly, but not impossible commands. Yes. Oh, and, um, and I am sure that you have the same challenge that I do. Like when I first started, people often think I'm a lot younger than I really am, um, which is mm -hmm. why I'm always saying, my, I have a 23-year-old daughter who just graduated from college because then they're like, oh, but I do it. The gears in their head. To get them to understand I'm not, I'm not a little spring chicken, you know, and I'm not like some kid who just graduated from college, which is okay if you just did, but I have some life experience underneath me and I know what I'm talking about and, you know, exactly. Don't look at me like your granddaughter who, you know, which, which oh. Of course, I do want to be like your granddaughter, but a granddaughter that has a job that she has to do, <laughs> right. you know? Right. And so, um, but it's true, sometimes that line gets blurred and it's very important to set those boundaries, obviously, you know, in a loving, caring way, but the boundaries have to be there because otherwise it's going to cause a lot of um, problems down the line. So you are, you are absolutely, absolutely right. Okay, yeah. so tell me about some feedback that you received that was 
awesome. Like just, you were like, oh my gosh, this is why I do what I do. Can I talk about the feedback you gave to me recently? Okay, we can. I don't know if that's because necessarily an awesome thing, but we can. We, we no, can but I feel, like that's, <laughs> I feel like that's the marker of the relationship we have built and the work okay. I want to do, the work you want to do. Yeah. Like, I think what I said earlier about constructive criticism, I hate working in a vacuum. Yeah. I hate setting myself up to be the only authority or the only, the last word on the subject, because that's rarely the case. Right. When you're working collaboratively with people. Yeah. Um, so if I can digress, I guess the best advice I've gotten from a friend was stop holding your, onto your negatives and the things that have gone wrong and start writing a journal about the things that have gone the best. Ooh. And she gave me this cute little, um, you know, hand marbleized journal for my birthday and was like, you do amazing things. You should write them down. That is awesome. And I yeah. had no idea. Right. But I actually, I'm trying to find it because this was so unplanned. I can't find it now. I actually created a journal that is a 52 week success journal for volunteer, for people who work in volunteerism. And, um, literally it's, for every week, you just write down your wins, and that's it, you know, because there's enough bad that goes, and people are telling you all the bad stuff that you did all week, and this and that, but for, and it's literally so that when you go back through it, you can be, like, just look at win after win after win after win to encourage yourself and remind you that you are doing amazing things. I'm going to have to find that journal. Dang it. Hold on. I want to find that journal. Hold on. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Because I was using it today. Oh, look, my sweater. The last thing I threw on top of it. Oh, there. Can yes. You, can you see that? Yes. There. That's awesome. Yes. There we go. For volunteer. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. 52-week success tracker for volunteer engagement professionals. That's yes. perfect. And essentially, all it is is you are tracking your wins, and that's it. Mm -hmm. No failures, no, no, no nothing, just all the good stuff. All the good stuff. I essentially, I have a, um, a folder in my email box that occasionally when I get that great uh, email from a volunteer, I just put it in there and it's called good stuff. That's so, so just smart. like on those days where I feel like I'm getting hammered, I go in there and I remember, no, you're, you're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. Because sometimes we just have to do that. You have mm -hmm. to encourage yourself. That is, that's awesome. I love that she did that for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Because we've been colleagues for years. We've worked two different organizations at the same time. So we kind of follow each other around the historic house, you know, world. And, uh, you know, we started out being more friends you know, complaining about what was going on during our lunch break. And then yeah. we, realized we both graduated yeah. from the same place. And then, you know, we worked like the second place together. And, you know, it was time for us both to like move from, oh, let me complain about what I don't like. And instead write down the winds of like my advocacy trajectory towards what I want to get to. Yes. Yes. So, and Love that's it. true for everybody. Anyone, any point in their career. Absolutely. Should oh, that is awesome. I love it. You know, and not only just in 
our profession, but that's just across the board and whatever you're doing, you know, and that's just in terms of like girl power too, right? And women mm -hmm. supporting women and reminding who you are. And because I have a really good friend who she is in a male dominated um, mm -hmm. industry and just being able to have that that she you know to be able to write down like you were saying the successes that you have and just you are capable you are amazing you are smart you deserve to be here and don't let because you are the minority in the room don't let that adjust you know you you speak loud and proud because you worked hard to get there and you deserve to be there and you need to remember these moments you know right so because when you have those hard times and those rough times and those days where you like why <laughs> nobody told me it was gonna be like this right because i and I think I was telling you the other day, like my first interaction, you know, I was like volunteer. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's all these like sweet little old ladies and da da da. And then like the first time I did something that they didn't like, I was like, but your grandmothers, why were you so mean? Like, I don't, wait, what happened? Like, wait, you know, um, those days are the days you want to pull that journal out, that success journal and look at the things that you've done. And maybe two or three people may have said something not so nice, but read the 97 that were like, yes. thank you so much for what you did. You are so kind. We appreciate your work. Thank you for that extra phone call. Thank you for the extra email. Thank you for going the extra mile because we tend to focus on the three that really, you know, right. want to us who they may have just been having a bad day. You know, who that's knows? the other thing. Yeah. You never know where someone else is coming from. Exactly. And the other thing you've said that's so true is it's not about us. Right. Very rarely is there like constructive criticism that's not so constructive directed at us particularly. Right. It's directed to like some change they didn't like. Right. And they will return to it over and over and over again if you can't explain it adequately. Right. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. And that's why navigating that feedback, navigating what they're doing and how they're coming at you to be able to make it smooth, you know, and get mm -hmm. to the result that you are wanting. So yes, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly what we are talking about. Okay. So then let's now segue into what you were asking me earlier. So, um, and I'm really glad that we are having this conversation because I have to, let me just premise it by saying that I was very um, impressed and humbled and thankful for how you all handled the situation that we were about to talk about. So Paula, let me ask you, what was a piece of feedback that you recently received that may have um, hurt or struck a chord, but it was something that you needed to hear and how did you handle it? Well, we were in a committee meeting for live and you were very brave and very vulnerable to be able to say, hey, I paused before I hit join with the live because I didn't see any people of color on the website, on the board. And that matters, right? Knowing that you're welcome in a space, knowing that you're not going to be the only person responsible for acting or talking on behalf of whatever category people put you in visually. Right. That really, that matters. That matters so much. And it's about comfort and welcome and inclusion and also feeling like you're not going to be singled out. Right. Right. 
-hmm. And you said that in our meeting, and this is the programs and advocacy meeting, right? This is something we're supposed to be working on. And it really struck a chord in me that you would, that you would say it, that you would feel comfortable enough and trust our relationship enough to say, Hey, I'm going to give you a bit of feedback. It's not all sunshine and puppies. There's and, some work that needs to be done. And I did ask before we started, I was like, is this meeting being recorded? <laughs> like, right. ah. so because you're vulnerable, right? Yeah. You're vulnerable in that moment. Yeah. And you, yeah. you want to trust that nobody's going to like jump on you and be like, how dare you say that? Or, you know, but it's truth, right? It's real. Like the board of alive is not as diverse, especially visually with, you know, racial and ethnic categories. Although that's a socially constructed concept that doesn't actually exist in real life, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not as diverse racially or ethnically as we would prefer, right? We're working towards that. And I had to say, you're right, you know, and we, we didn't script this beforehand, right? So I had no idea you were going to talk about this, but I was so proud of you for coming forward and being willing to say that. And I was proud of the other committee members who kind of listened and sort of like internalized what was going on and then slowly, you know, joined in the discussion of what can we do to make this better, right? How can we be more diverse? How can we show the diversity we already have? Um, and good news, I have proposed to the board a project and they like it. We are gonna take first steps in like the next month, maybe just like Zoom shots of the committees because it's it's a big project to show like every board member and every committee member, like yeah. what, what time of year do you show it, you know? But we wanna talk about a way to show the diversity and also to ask our members, hey, you know, we want you to come out with your diversity and feel welcome and feel empowered to, to be those things. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be part of the 2021 uh, diversity and inclusion plan slash goal we start. So it's already in the books. Everybody on the board was kind of like, what? Yeah, well, we should do that. Paula, do you want to do it? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do it. And they were like, great, it should happen. <laughs> but you know, there was that hesitation, like, how do we do it? What are we going to do? We recognize it's a problem, but we don't know where to start. Yeah. And I was like, I've got a project all planned out. We'll just take pictures of everybody. We'll give people a bit of a platform to say like the causes they're passionate about, um, bits of identity if they want to, because we're not just what we look like on the outside. Right. We exactly. all have different identities. Exactly. You no, know, we've got faith and we've got um, beliefs and we've got causes we're passionate. We've got hobbies, right? Yes. <laughs> I connect with people because I'm a sci-fi fantasy geek. Like <laughs> that's fun, right? To right. chat about. It makes right. the more we can show people as human beings with a full rounded personality and we're not just our skin tones or our yeah. political affiliations, like the better, like we're yeah. trying to create empathy and relationships and deepen those so we can trust each other and then work on all this great stuff. Yes. And so. I just, I have to say, um, it was, it was so, I don't even know what the word I would use. Um, but you know, it was, it, I, I was just like, okay, y'all, I just, I got to tell you. And I guess that the thing that was the most important to me is the more I started to attend a live, um, meetings and 
different events. I was seeing a lot of diversity in the meetings, but when mm -hmm. you go to the website, you don't see it. And so I was like, perception is reality. And the perception mm -hmm. on the website is one thing, but who you really are is a whole nother thing. And I was like, people need to see who you really are because it is truly a very diverse group of people, but the website doesn't reflect that. And it can be, um, it could be, um, a barrier. It really could. Right. I, I, and, and like I had told you, it took me, you know, a little bit. I had gone to the website a couple of times and I was just like, Ooh, I don't know. I was like, Hey, nobody. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, there's one. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Then at least have one. Okay. Then I feel a little bit better about that. And so, right. um, but the reality is you have much, much more than just one person. Um, just and the diversity is far and wide. So I am so excited that you all are working on that and are um, updating everything because mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be, it's going to only be better in every right. way, shape or form. So I'm very, 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 very excited about that and was very um, happy that you all listened, that you were mm -hmm. opening, that you were open to listen. Um, yeah. Because that was, that was huge that you guys could have either shut me down or you could have just been like, okay. And like swept it under the rug and be like, okay. right. But you, I mean, literally like I had put in my journal, you all made me feel seen and you made me feel heard in that meeting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the, the depth of how welcoming that made me feel. So I just want to continue to say thank you for that. You know, advocacy can be raw and it can be so difficult. Yeah. And I guess, you know, my personal journey in so many ways has made me maybe more sensitive to that struggle in other people. How much emotional and mental effort and physical bravery it takes people to stand up and say something that they think people might not like. Yeah. So when it's real feedback and it's not just stomping your foot at me because you want something silly, um, <laughs> you know, I want to honor that effort and honor that trust. And, and then I want to do something about it. Like I'm done with saying, oh yeah, we'll do that in a couple of years or, yeah. or we recognize that's an issue, but it's not our issue to tackle. If not now, when? If not now, when? Yes. <laughs> Yes. You know, it's just like life's too short to put it off or to say you're not the person to do it. Like I'm not an expert, but I'm going to do what I can. Yes. And that, oh, you just hit a nail with me because, um, you know, I've had the opportunity in the last couple of months to do some talks here and there and um, people introduce me as the expert and I'm like, no, eh, eh, let's bring that back. I'm not an expert. I can, you know, guide you towards experts. I'm just, I just decided to do something about it. The, the, this is what I tried. This worked. This didn't work. This is what happened when I did try and we had to adjust. But if you are trying, you are just as much an expert as I am. So don't put me in some, you know, pedestal because I'm not. I'm, I'm trying just like you are and trying to figure this out just like you are. And, but I'm just, the only difference may have been I stepped out 
you know, to try where you just haven't gotten there yet. But once you do, we're in the, we're in the same boat. Then we can have the same conversations. I might just be even maybe three steps ahead of you, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not an expert. Um, so I run from that word, run for the hills, run for the hills. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, for sure. But, um, well, and you know, most, most people I consider, you know, experts in our field are the first to say, I'm not an expert in that. Oh, that's you know, so I can talk a little <laughs> about lived experience or yeah. I can, you know, guide you through what happened to me, but yeah. not the be all end all of anything. And I yeah. think one of the joys of volunteer engagement and the work that we do in nonprofits is that it is never ending. There's always more growth. There's always more learning potential. There's always something for you to make better, right? Or to include a new person. Like you it it's never like, okay, that's it. We're done. <laughs> never right. again will we visit this topic. Yes, ever. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. Right? Right. right. It does not. It's constantly <laughs> revisited because you know Volunteer engagement this year looks a lot different than it did last year, and it's going to look a lot different than it did ne- than it's going to next year. But mm-hmm. engagement—the word engagement hasn't changed. What it what it means has absolutely changed. So it's something that we are going to continue right. to visit because the only thing constant is change. change. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was on a training the other day where. Um, they were talking about some of the hardest conversations and the toughest conversations you have to have is when you have to give negative feedback and that a lot of managers will, they hate to do it so much that they'll just shy away and they won't even do it. And then they'll bring it up like at the performance appraisal or they'll bring it up, you know, and it's just like, you had all and then it's out time. of the blue. Yeah. Out of the blue. And it could have been, it may not have been anywhere near as bad as it was by the time it got to the appraisal um performance had you nipped it in the bud like six months ago and so um having the courage and being upfront about it and you know if we have a volunteer that we have to have a chat with um and it can be hard and difficult and that's Mm -hmm. a whole another podcast and a whole another training on having difficult conversations but having the courage to know that it's better to do and deal with mm-hmm. it now in the moment that it's happening, because if not, it's just going to snowball and become bigger and bigger and bigger. Sometimes it's harder to hear, but it's like the pulling off the bandaid, just like mm-hmm. rip it off and make it happen as opposed to not saying anything or trying to dance around it. Just, you know, be, yeah. don't be mean about it. You right. know, just be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and you can even preface it by saying, you're probably not going to want to hear this. <laughs> right. I've learned that as I've gotten a little bit older and gone through more of these conversations, I can be like, this might upset you, but I want to be real. I want to give you some honest feedback. Yes. Is that okay right now? Yeah. Like, how are you feeling? Can I hit you with this now or should it be later? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how are you doing? Like, rate your, your your happiness and your resilience scale today from a 1 to a 10. Are we at a 2? I'll bring you a hot cup of coffee and a donut. Are we at a 10? I'm going to tell you what I think. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. You know, taking stock of the person and where they are in that moment because that, you know, it's, you don't want to come and tell somebody something after they'd had 
like a super rough day. They're just not even going to be open to it. It's not going to mm -hmm. land. They may not hear you, you mm -hmm. know, making sure that they are in a position where they are um, positioned literally to be able to hear you and right. then come up with solutions or come up with whatever that outcome is. But yeah, you got to ask people, you know, like, how is your day going? You don't, you yeah. You don't just walk up with like, I have a few things to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what sometimes our volunteers do to us, right? So yeah. That is a conversation where you got to go, okay, hold on, back up a couple steps. Like, so I have to share one of the things that um, I am very much, because, you know, uh, especially in managing volunteers, you have like really the those who are very much like the organizers and the doers. And then you have the ones who are really the, the great people, people mm -hmm. and who mm -hmm. build, they're, they're really great with the relationship aspect. I'm definitely more the doer. I really had to work on the relationship aspect. And, um, I always talk about, you know, when it comes to survey time, I always freak out and I'm just like, Oh, Surveys, they make me nervous. It's asked for feedback, and I can't be mad because I asked them for it, right? So I can't get <laughs> upset if somebody wants to come back and tell me how they feel, you know. And, and I've said this a hundred times even though we can ask for constructive criticism, a lot of times people just hear, Can I have your criticism? Like they leave the they, they blank <laughs> out on the constructive, and because I know that. I have to sit down during survey time and be in the mindset of I have to be prepared for this and I cannot be mad um, because I asked for it. Mm -hmm. Like no pun intended. <laughs> like, like you asked for it. So here you go. Um, so one of the, like it was a couple of years ago, one of the answers um, that I received, it was, I got like, I kind of like rolled my eyes, but it, it, like we talked about earlier, perception is reality. They don't know me. They don't know my mindset. And so one of the things for me, like if I'm organizing something and I'm trying to get like snacks put out and everything done and running around to try to get everything organized before an event starts, um, people would walk up to me and just start asking me questions about anything. Like, did you get that email? And I would kind of be like, can't you say I'm, I'm, I'm in like right. the middle of something like give me a minute and I will answer you so the feedback that year was like give her a raise because maybe she'll be nicer <laughs> <laughs> oh I because hear you like, so much I'm I am the same way like if I'm in the if I've got a deadline and it's an event and I'm setting like coffee and tea and snacks up and there's going to be a speaker and I've already handled audiovisual and I'm waiting to like greet people. And then the volunteers or worse, their guests, they're not even acting as volunteers that day. Yeah. But they're volunteers. So they show up like 45 minutes early and they're yes. up in my face about something that was going to happen in two months. I'm like, I have not yet poured the decaf coffee yes. into the container that says decaf. So either you pour the coffee or you go find something to do while I finish what I need to do. <laughs> so. Yes. So they, they have that same thing with me, like, but I really want to talk to you and you're in front of me right now. And I'm like, super busy. And I get this, like, this is the sarcasm thing, right? Like worst, worst habit. I get this. Okay. But here's what you can help me right now because I'm walking over and I'm setting up snacks and you can follow me around or 
you can make a meeting in my office and we can have a really calm discussion about whatever you want in front of the computer where I can like fix all the things up that you're talking about. Cause yes. you're talking about like your password doesn't work for the website. And I know for a fact, you just have to hit the reset password button, but I can't explain <laughs> oh that to you right now. Cause I'm literally pouring coffee. <laughs> Well, and that's the funny thing. But honestly, that was beautiful. Like, if you, that came off so nice. I had to work on mine because my face, <laughs> my face says everything that's going on in my brain. And so, um, so it was funny because I took that and I was like, I really have to learn to work on that because mm -hmm. even though internally for me, I'm just like, Psh, they didn't even take into consideration. Did it? But that's not their job to take into consideration. It's mm -hmm. my job to manage and understand that they have a question and how do I manage that? Because I can never tell 300 different volunteers when you see me putting snacks out, that's not the best time to come talk to me. Right. right. That's just, that's not going to happen. But when it does, how do I manage it back to where their feelings right. are hurt? They don't have a bad volunteer experience and feel like, you know, this whole volunteering thing isn't for them because of a temporary right. moment that I was in. That was something that I had to learn to do. And so I often look back at that and I'm grateful for it because um, even though initially I got an attitude about it, it still said something about how I relate to my volunteers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have to work yeah. on that. But so, good for you for like processing the feedback and being like, okay, there's something I can work on here. It's not just that they all think I hate them. Yeah. Well, and it took, a, it, it took some time. It took time. <laughs> it took some time. But it was like, oh, because you know what? How they feel is important to me. Yeah. Um, and even though they have some responsibility and have, they feel it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And if I can improve and do something on my end to never make somebody else feel like that, because I could have literally just said, give me three minutes. Let me just put these up and then I'll come address your question as opposed to just looking at them like, I oh, know you mm -hmm. can't, you don't, do, my hands are full. I mean, right. you know, it was, it was, it helped me to grow. It helped me yeah. to grow. So the other yeah. thing I think about is like, we're bad individually at like assessing what we look like and how we present ourselves to the world. Yeah. And it's good to have some like touch points in your crew at work, allies, right? Who yeah. you can be like, okay, real talk. How that, how'd that go? Or do you see, you know, and yes. this was years ago, but and it's still a joke at, at my org too. Like this is, this is my sarcasm making everything that was like super stressful, like a funny story. Sarcasm 101. I love it. So <laughs> the first time we did a, a midwinter's night event. Okay. Um, we hadn't really worked all the kinks out. Right. So I had volunteered to do the like welcome hospitality bar where you're just going to give each person who came in like a glass of champagne and then send them towards like the main event space where they could get what they wanted and get food and get fancier drinks, whatever. Okay. And we had two volunteers that were going to work with me. We had the whole like planned the whole thing. Like here's the front bar, here's the back bar, you know, here's where the glasses are going to go. Here's the champagne openers, you know, here's, we're going to set the, the empty glasses if people drink it and then give it their glass back right away like we had it all planned out catering didn't bring champagne glasses 